What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Next Generation Podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Blake. And I am Will. And today, we are going to be talking about Artemis 1. And it's our one-year anniversary. Of the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Before we get on with the episode, um, we were just going to go back and... Reflect. Reflect. uh, Talk about... Which episodes were our favorites? Yeah, and our I think we're gonna favorites. <laughs> we're gonna hold it to about one or two. Yeah, um, per person. Do you want to start? Yeah. Um. Actually, I want to start with our our worst episode. Um, oh, we deleted it that was one. so bad. I had to delete it. Um, <laughs> it was our third episode. If yeah. You, yeah. We did it with one of our friends. And hey, Sorry, Nick, Nick was great. Nick was Nick great. Was great. Nick, Nick carried. Was great. We, yeah, you know, but it was just not good at all. Um, yeah, um, we it was we were talking about the, like the Apple launch. upcoming <laughs> Apple event or something. <laughs> we had no research. No, I I I had research. Well, we but like it was just very poorly produced. Yeah, um, you know, but yeah. So yeah. There, there were kind of two eras of maybe, maybe we'll reupload that we, sometime in the future. I yeah, don't know, we, we, but it was really bad, and I couldn't have anybody listening to that. Yeah, we've um ever again. So. Yeah, oh, uh, I think we our, our podcast is kind of in two eras. The um pre-mic era and the mic era yeah and my favorite episode from the pre-mic era i might be a little bit biased but it was when we had our grandpa on my grandpa oh, yeah, on that was a really good episode when we interviewed him because i feel like that was pretty cool because yeah. he's grown up in the computer science if you haven't listened to that go listen to it it's yeah cool. we talk about computer science because history he's, he's been in it since all beginnings so yeah it's super cool interesting grow up through all the technology yeah it was, yeah, that was actually is one of our best episodes, and, I, and it was one of our first episodes. Yeah, so like I said, the pre-mic era. Yeah, so that was really good. Okay, my uh, personal favorite. It kind of boils down to two. Um, from the just entire thing. Yeah. Okay. So my two favorite episodes are the one where we did cryptocurrencies. Yeah, for sure. And NFTs. So they're kind they're of kind they're of related. Um, but both of those episodes are really good. It's they like a part one performed part two. really well. But I think. If you don't know what crypto is or you don't know what NFTs are. Or I, if you know if and you just want to reinforce one. and you want to see how much we know. And yeah. It's just interesting. Yeah. It is, I really think it's, it's a good episode. And we actually learned a lot researching those yeah. episodes. Yeah, 100%. Now, I would say my favorite episode is probably the, the meta episode. Metaverse? I mean, I, I obviously, yeah, the metaverse. I love talking about sports in general, but I'm not going to choose that for one of them because I feel like... That's not what, as much what we do. I mean, I love talking about sports in general. I can mm-hmm. talk about yeah. that for days. But I would say my favorite episode that we've done is probably Meta. The Metaverse, yeah. That I was think a really Metaverse, good. yeah. That was really cool. We talked about augmented reality, the oh, future yeah. of technology. That's, that's, yeah. It was really cool. That was a really good episode because we talked about, so first much. of all, the Metaverse in general. Then we also talked about the technology behind it and its augmented reality and virtual reality. And we talked about the future of technology, what we might be yeah. doing in the future, so. which actually really got me worried. Yeah, so definitely check that episode out. And too. then I'd say the episode I learned the most researching is the lithium-ion batteries one. And it's actually really good information if you yeah. want to listen to it. Um, and also Neuralink, but I'll, I'll stick to lithium-ion batteries. Uh, if I think it's it's basically how batteries work, and you like yeah. know how what, what chargers are doing. And yeah, it's, we, it's really cool. It I was just, a deep dive into... Because most of our electronic devices run on lithium-ion batteries. If they're rechargeable, they basically... Yeah, if they're if you have a rechargeable device, it's a lithium-ion battery. And it was super interesting to learn how they worked, why they worked. And the battery life, it's just really cool. And I think yeah. if you want to learn about that, and, like, I think it's really cool. So, so yeah, you if, check that out. If there's some stuff you want to learn, I would definitely go through all of our episodes, and you can check out the ones that look interesting to you. That we've bookmarked. Um, but also... Fair warning, the ones from 
our early days were a little cringy, but... Well, those are, like, the early, early days. Yeah. But, yeah, for sure. I, I think... Oh, you def- know what's also really good? It was one of our earlier episodes, Um, but the topic was just really good. The, Let me guess. What? Was it the Rivian? No. No. It was... That episode was not that oh, good. Oh, yeah. No, it was... I, um, that was... That, the quality was not good. Yeah. Um, but one of my favorite episodes, just recording and learning about, was Terraforming Mars. That was... <laughs> yeah. That was one of our favorites. I think it's our least listened to. It has like yeah, 50 it does. Yeah, so go 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 show that episode some love. Some love. I think it's cool. <laughs> it's just like I mean, the, obviously it's early days and the mic quality isn't as good as it is now, and we've come a long way. But I think the the overall topic that we learned from it and you could learn yeah. from it is also cool. Yeah. So go yeah. check those ones out. Listen back if you want to. If you kind of forget what we've said, but also just if you want to listen to some podcasts you haven't scroll, uh, seen, scroll through our our page. Yeah. See what interests you. See what interests you. We have. A lot of different, um, you know, topics. Yeah. So, but, you know, most of our science topics revolve around Elon Musk. But not all of them. Not all. Not all all of them. Yeah. All right. Let's get to Artemis 1, the central topic of this podcast. On July 20th, 1969, we landed on the moon. And we went back a couple times in the following years in a program known as the Apollo program. Um, Prior to the Apollo program, all we knew about the moon was just by observing it. And we learned a lot in those few years but we still have so much more to learn more we still have so much more to learn about the moon especially since all of our technology has gotten so much better in the past 50 years so nasa has spent the last couple years decades um creating the artemis program which is the apollo program's successor and that's and the first launch of the artemis program is shooting for september 27th as you guys have heard, it's kind of been like a Blake solo episode. Just kidding. Um, anyway, so this launch was supposed to be scheduled for, I'm pretty sure, August 29th, but it was scrubbed a few times. Yeah, it was scrubbed um, on the 29th because of a fuel leak. We're going to talk about this in a little bit. Yeah, we also um, have a funny story. And then it was scrubbed again on the th- September 3rd. Um, so now they're shooting for September 27th. With a backup date of October 2nd, just, you know, yeah. in case it gets scrub- so scrubbed again. Quickly, um... For those who don't know, the Artemis program is going to be run on a rocket called SLS. SLS has never been flown before. The Apollo program, they took, they lifted off on a rocket known as the Saturn V. Still, today, right now, when you're listening to this, assuming it hasn't launched yet, the Apollo 5, or sorry, the Saturn V rocket is the most powerful rocket to have ever, ever flown, reached right? orbit. Oh, reached orbit, okay. And... Sorry. Um, the SLS SLS, is going, once SLS launches, SLS will be the most powerful rocket to have ever taken off. That is, unless Starship takes off before SLS. Which do you think will happen? No. Yeah. Um, Starship is SpaceX's next generation rocket. We always find a way to throw in some Elon Musk, SpaceX slash Tesla slash everything he does into this episode. Yeah. Artemis, because we normally do talk about Starship slash like Starlink or any Elon Musk thing. There's still a little bit of SpaceX in this episode slash yeah. like other companies, but Artemis for the most part is a NASA program. Yeah, Artemis is a NASA program funded yeah. by U.S. taxpayers. Um, 
Yeah. So. So like what Blake was saying earlier, the Apollo program was kind of the original program that we did to get to the moon. Mm-hmm. Artemis is well, Blake actually he Blake just like Spanish. I take Latin, but Blake thought that Apollo and I Artemis think were twin sisters, but no, Apollo is that. not a, a female. Yes, I know. Anyway, no, Artemis know. is twins with Apollo. So this is kind of yeah. You can see why NASA named them that way. And also, fun fact: the capsule that is riding on the S on the new SLS rocket is called Orion. It was manufactured by Northrop Grumman. Um, It's been done for the past couple years, just waiting for SLS to be there. Um, And Orion in Greek mythology is actually Artemis's hunting partner. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting little fact. The capsule in SLS. Yeah. is like partners, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really cool. Yeah, so just a quick moment, maybe not a quick moment, but we're, I just want to talk about scrubs. the scrubs um, from August 29th and September 3rd. Um, do you want to tell your little story? Oh, so yeah. August 29th is our first day of school. For those people, um, we kind of started a little bit later than most people in America, but August 29th is our first day. Um, and Blake was actually almost given the opportunity or given the yeah. opportunity to go to this launch and last minute Blake was like in, in insane <laughs> like pickle he was anyway last minute he decided not to go because it was the first day of school and he didn't want to miss that yeah also I had responsibilities with school like, buddies yeah. and that kind of stuff new but, kids but like we we that that's off topic anyway the launch was scrubbed so we're kind of glad yeah I'm glad I didn't go but it would have been cool to see that rocket live yeah, and in it's, person it's, it, where was yeah. that anyway um, Florida. Florida, okay. Cape Canaveral. So, um, would you have been there for the second day? Or it was Kennedy Space Center or whatever. Do you think you would have been there for the second day? Yeah, I would have. Okay. I would have left that evening. Oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, anyways. So, the scrub on August 29th was because of a liquid hydrogen leak in the fuel tanks. Um, and then the same, it was the same reason on the 3rd. They just couldn't contain the leak. Yeah. Um, so... The liquid hydrogen is the fuel that Artemis 1 uses. So, first of all, Artemis 1 has the four RS-25 engines. RS-25 engines are the same engines that the space shuttle used. Uh Uh-huh. And most people don't use liquid hydrogen for their Mm -hmm. fuel. Uh, Methane has been, like, the typical fuel. Yeah, that's kind of been the new thing. Um, So, yeah, I think who was the first to do it? Isn't NASA the first? Or was it? To use what? Liquid hydrogen. Um, I have no idea, honestly. But, yeah, liquid hydrogen, um, most common is liquid kerosene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but kerosene is also known as RP-1 or rocket propellant 1. But that's not as good for the environment. Not that yeah, I'm obviously. Saying, not saying liquid it's, hydrogen hyd- is good for the environment. but No, it, it is. It's well, not it's bad not, for the it's, environment. It's not, yeah. So, um, but, uh, so on top of the four RS-25 engines that run on liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen, um, SLS is also has two solid rocket boosters, which are these long white yep. things attached to the side of the rocket that are made up of solid rocket propellant. Yeah. And, and Blake actually when they, has a uh, model, When they burn, so. they ignite, and they create thrust. Um, and so those are attached to the, to the side of SLS. Just give an extra push, because this is no mm. small wall. Yeah, it is. I actually, I'm not entirely sure what the percentage of thrust is for the... SRBs, which is solid rocket boosters, compared to the RS-25s. Um, I'm not sure. I think I knew it at some point. I forget. But yeah, Blake's kind of a rocket buff. Sure. Um, so, yeah. Um, the reason that they've had so many problems with these hydrogen leaks is because liquid hydrogen is a really hard liquid to work with. Um, and 
there's a couple reasons for this. Um, so liquid hydrogen, first of all, it's the most powerful out of any fuel. Mm, by um, far. It's three to four, like, per gallon, let's uh-huh. just say. It isn't, yeah. Per gallon, liquid hydrogen has the most power out of any fuel. It's three times more powerful than gasoline. Uh-huh. Um, and well, when you combine liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen, they combust. And um, that's, what creates, that's what creates the thrust that powers the rocket. Yes. Um, so in the f- core stage of SLS, you have two tanks. You have the liquid hydrogen tank and you have the liquid oxygen tank. And then those are routed together into the engines and mm-hmm. that's where they combust. So as like Blake mentioned, this is super hard to work with. And the reason for it being liquid hydrogen or hydrogen is the smallest atom in the universe because it only contains one electron. Um, and you have to keep it really cold because it comes liquid at negative 423 degrees. Fahrenheit or negative 252.78 degrees Celsius. Very, very, um, yeah, specific. But, um, and the problem with that is you have to keep it super cold and metal shrinks at a really cold temperatures, which um, causes cracks and the hydrogen can escape out the tiniest cracks because it's, mm-hmm. and even if there's just a little bit, um, the leaks will happen and that can really cause a lot of damage or, or problems, yeah. which so, is part of the reason for it getting shot yeah, so much. So the liquid hydrogen tank is actually really, really big. And it has to be so meticulously sealed and has, and has to be chilled to really cold temperatures so that nothing leaks. And even the tiniest, tiniest thing is going to scrub a launch. And so that's why all these just not none of these like pro- things are like really big issues that are like yeah. Like, these these problems aren't new to NASA actually. Yeah. There have been many many space shuttle launch scrubs because of, of liquid this. hydrogen yeah. leaks. Because like we said, this is not like this is probably the hardest this is the hardest rocket fuel to work with mm-hmm. because of how cold it has to be and because of all the moving parts. For even just the tiniest leak, mm-hmm. a launch will be scrubbed because if everything isn't perfect, yeah, it literally has to be perfect. It has for, to be sealed perfectly. And et, no, but like which is really part, hard, especially mm-hmm. considering uh, yeah. hydrogen is the smallest atom, so we can get through basically anything. So we, like what we were saying, it has to be done to absolute perfection for this to even happen. Yeah. Um. So Starship, the new SpaceX rocket, and New Glenn, which is a new Blue Origin Blue rocket. Origin, yeah. Um, they both use liquid methane. As of right now, no liquid methane, uh, no liquid methane rocket has ever made it to orbit. Um, mm-hmm. These both rockets are these both these rockets are in production. Starship is going to la- hopefully launch sometime later this year into orbit. Um, That's going to be really and cool. And New Glenn, I'm not exactly sure on the dates, um, but well, they started. They they like, they're almost done with their the production of their BE4 engines, I believe, which is they're also being used on uh, uh, ULA's new rocket Vulcan. Yeah. Um. So these, like, um, so methane, the reason I think they're using these because they, um, they obviously, uh, they don't leak as much. The launchers are better chances of happening because all these, like, you can see why it went from August or September 3rd to September 27th, because these things, these launches aren't like little fixes. You mm-hmm. have to make sure everything, like, you have to redo a lot yeah. of the stuff. The reason, so yeah. it would, it would, especially for Starship, cause it's so big. Like, they're trying to get it up into the air mm-hmm. as soon as they yeah. can with no um, effects. Yeah. Uh, the reason that liquid methane doesn't leak as much is because it's a larger it's a larger atom. And also, it turns liquid at negative 259 degrees Fahrenheit. Which is much so, warmer than... And that's about 126 degrees Celsius. Negative 126 degrees Celsius. So, 
not as freezing cold, so it's easier to manage. And the tanks don't need as such insane insulation. Yeah. Um, and also, there's the benefit of we think we can make methane on Mars, and that would really help fuel Starship on the way, way home. home. Yeah, because seven months, right? Yeah. So at the yeah, that would yeah. be as fast as a Google. So th- these are you need absolutely ridiculous the only thing that's going against liquid methane is that liquid um hydrogen obviously it has the most power per per volume Uh um per unit of volume and uh, methane is like a little bit i think it's a little bit less than half as much power um but isn't methane cheaper i think so i believe it is more cost effective um and this is just a side note um Liquid hydrogen, when it burns with, or when it combusts with liquid oxygen, it's better for the environment. That's why if you ever see a space shuttle takeoff, you can't really see the the combustion from the RS-25 engines. Like, the, you can't even see it because it's loose. It's, is lucid the right word? I don't yeah. know. Um, um, so you can't really see yeah, it. I think I know what we're trying to say, yeah. Yeah. And whereas with liquid methane, you can you obviously can see, see the, the bright flame. It's it's not as good for the environment and elon musk is a i would say he's a pretty environmental friendly guy you know like Mm -hmm. he he does a little bit yeah just a little bit so i think he obviously knows these and he has this in mind Mm -hmm. um but i think that it's definitely something to consider and i mean you might be thinking well why is nasa still using liquid hydrogen to fuel their rockets when liquid methane makes so much more sense um and this is because of two reasons um because they have worked with liquid hydrogen for a very very long time with the space shuttle so they already have those systems and also legislative bills um basically prohibit nasa from like basically creating new systems they are required to reuse space shuttle parts to save money basically and so that's why it's a little the rocket is a bit more old school it still uses the rs-25 engines and the srbs and it runs on hydrogen yeah uh, do you want that? We've and we've talked about the scrubs for a little bit. Yeah, I think we should actually kind of talk about the interesting part. Well, yeah. So let's, so let's get to like the launch. Let's get to the, the launch. The goals. So the stuff. first launch, like Will said, is on September. Should be on September twenty seventh. So that's coming but up. You never know. In the next couple of weeks, happens. yeah. You know, you, there might be another scrub. Um, that's always a possibility. Um, and it's launching from Launch Complex thirty nine B. Um, this complex, this launch complex, Mike is really excited to talk about this, guys. Yeah. Um. Launch Complex 39B, uh, it was originally built for the Saturn V. Um, it hosted 53 shuttle launches, which is a lot. Um, and that includes the Challenger disaster, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, well, it was in, like, 84, so that was a while ago. 86. 86. Um, I believe. Uh, and then, so basically, the two, most, the two most famous launch pads ever are Launch Complex 39A and 39B. 39A, I think, was uh, Apollo 11... And the mm-hmm. Apollo missions. Um, 39B is now the Artemis missions? Uh, at, at least the first one. I'm yeah. not entirely well, sure. This is the first launch. Yeah, obviously. so they obviously have to make they have to make some adjustments to the launch complex. Um, and yeah, that's obviously in West, East Florida. Um, yeah, so that's Kennedy where... Space Center. Yeah, so that's where the launch is going to be, correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, do you, is that where NASA normally operates out of? Yeah, they normally... Yeah, that's where they normally... So there's basically... And then SpaceX is Texas. Yeah. So there's two main launch sites in the U.S. Um, that's going to be Kennedy Space Center in Florida, which is where we're talking about right now. Wait, and then... Yes. Uh, the, the, what's that, like, rural place in Texas? No. Oh. 
okay. and then Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. California, okay, yeah. Um, and you can't just lock launch a rocket from anywhere, obviously. Yeah, it has. To it be. has to do with where you're trying to get whatever you're sending up into space. Um, and you there's this thing called like orbital boost or something. I'm not entirely sure, but you use the rotation of the Earth to basically give you extra momentum. Speed momentum. Um, uh-huh. and so you basically you need to launch from a specific point. And so that's why these, these points, they're yeah. very strategically placed. Yeah, they're not just like, you, you can't go to like the middle of the world or any random Yeah, spot. and also you can't launch somewhere that's completely landlocked. Most of these launch facilities are on the Pretty, coast because yeah. there's almost always stuff falling off of the rocket, whether that's external tanks or solid rocket boosters. And that would be very bad for... You, those can't land on land. Those almost always land in the water. So, and that's just like a safety thing. Yeah, Um. so... California, Florida, both on the coast. Um, so these also wait, quick note. I, yep. I, you said that SpaceX doesn't. Um, they do not launch solely out of Texas. That no. they they hardly they don't. I don't think they've no. They, sorry, SpaceX. They're, they're building they're up building, Starbase yeah. in Texas. Yeah. that's that's their plans for the future. But yep. they launch mostly um, at California either Vandenberg or Kennedy. Um, or Kennedy. Um, uh, NASA actually leased. 39A launch complex 39A to Nat to SpaceX. Oh wow! Um, and so actually on October 3rd, there's the Crew 5 mission on launch complex 39A. That's a crewed mission to the International Space Station atop the Falcon 9 rocket, SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket. Yeah. Do you think? Sorry. Um. Do you think if like we we because obviously these are very strategically placed placed uh, spots. Mm-hmm. Do you think if we went to for because maybe as this whole space um this whole space tourism this whole mm-hmm. space um how as it like takes um a big leap do you think there might be need for another place like another launch facility slash site um, um and that word? yeah there's always going to be room for more launch complexes do you think but also i think find another place in america unlikely uh-huh. um maybe i don't know but also they would just add more launch comp pads I think. oh at the area okay sure. um more sense. i don't know uh so, so yeah. Do you want to talk about the journey, or do you want, like? We can, uh, so yeah, we can talk about that. Um, so about the journey. yeah. Um, so Artemis plans to put the first woman and person of color on the moon. Yeah. So that's really, kind of that's also one of Artemis's goals. It's, it's a big deal, but like, um, I think it's just mm-hmm. like more goals for multiple things. Um, Artemis yeah. will the first few missions it will go to the South Pole, um, where there's the highest probability of finding ice. Yeah, and that can be moon. used for human hydration, rocket fuel. Um, yeah, cooling the equipment. Yeah, yeah, how that that South Pole. So these places on the moon are these. How much colder are they than Earth? I'm not entirely sure on this. I think it depends on where they they are in their evolution, though, right? Revolution. In their revolution around Earth. Okay. Right. Sure. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, um, and also actually in places that are uh, shadowed, like in large craters. Um, that's where it's coldest, and so that's where you have the highest probability of finding ice. Um, and the reason that Apollo couldn't go to the South Pole was just because of the um, technology, right? It was. It had. I, I'm not exactly sure what it was, but it had something to do with like their orbital maneuvers and stuff. But they they couldn't go anywhere they wanted on the moon. Whereas uh, with Apollo or with Artemis. Artemis, we can go wherever we want on the moon. We're not restricted um, in any way. Because as we've said, this is this we've been. NASA has been spending decades on this project, on this mm-hmm. complex, like this new launch complex, and everything. So they're they're definitely hoping for a lot of new, like 
yeah. limitless possibilities for this mm-hmm. for this launch. And yeah. I think they're doing a good job of it. So this very first launch, Artemis One, um, that this first mission, it's to test the safety of takeoff, the orbit, the descent, the splashdown. Um, it's really a test mission, uh, but it's also going to be carrying 13 small satellites, um, and those are going to be going to orbit around Moon, and they're going to collect data. Um, the Orion, the Orion capsule, which is going to which is going to be launched from the SLS rocket, and that's what will eventually carry crew. The Orion capsule is going to go around the Moon. It's going to orbit for about six days, and then it'll uh, make its journey back to Earth, where it will splash down in the ocean. Yeah. Do you think that? Um, so actually, sorry, quick, do you think? Sorry. Sure, go. Um, so regular capsules that are maybe going up to the International Space Station, for example, um, they're, they're re-entering the Earth at like 17,500 miles yeah, per hour, which definitely. is orbital velocity. So do you, do, the reason I think they do these over the ocean, obviously it's a safe landing spot, mm-hmm. but I think it's legally, unless it's like a, a military thing, it's legally, it's, it's illegal to break the sound barrier. Um, over land because that can affect like break windows or so that's for planes yeah i know that's the general um i think there's obviously exceptions for rocket launches yeah because when a rocket launches and when it descends it's going to break the sound barrier that's inevitable like for example blue origin um they don't they don't land next they land on land they in the middle of the desert somewhere in like nevada or so yeah are they new mexico technically allowed so they're allowed to break they break when the capsule re-enters the or when it's descending Mm -hmm. it breaks the sound barrier you hear the sonic boom okay you do okay and sorry because i think um because at least there there's a lot of people break the sound like military people Jets like break the sound barrier, but a that's bunch of boats over the ocean. But you it's are also over the ocean, so you yeah, can't really hear. Private it. and commercial airplanes are not allowed to br- go over the speed of sound, which would break the sound barrier, um, and create a sonic boom. Yeah, so they're not allowed to do that. The Concorde was actually supersonic. Mm. Um, I don't know how they got away with that. I'm not entirely sure, but the like they did though. Th- I was recently doing some research. There's United or American Airlines. I don't know. They're investing in super, more supersonic jets. Like, yeah, supersonic jets are not going away. They're no. coming back, actually. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see, see how, how works. this happens because it, as of now, is illegal um, mm-hmm. to do this in commercial. For, like, commercial jets. But that's off. So um, is the crew, sorry, I, is the crew going on the 27th? Going up on People? The, yeah. No. No? Okay. So, so the do- first launch is going to be, let me just quickly go through the launch profile the first launch artemis one is going to happen hopefully in the next month or so yep um that's going to have no people on board um the second launch is going here well first of all let me just talk about artemis one so here's how it's going to work it's going to take off it's going to get into orbit um the capsule is going to obviously well obviously the rocket is going to detach from the capsule and like the service module um the uh, sls is not a reusable rocket unlike falcon 9 and Starship, um, so they're basically just going to scrap all those parts, uh, and the capsule and the service module are going to make their way to the moon. It'll orbit for about six days, then it'll head back. So the first mission, it's obviously not going to have anyone on board. It's a test mission yeah. um, to basically test to see if this rocket is going to work. Um, actually, what's interesting on the they t- haven't launched it, so it's yeah on the very top of the SLS rocket, there's a launch abort tower and 
what it does is if there's an emergency on the pad or as it's ascending, um, what it's going to do is it's going to grab the Orion capsule and shoot it off away from the rocket yeah. to if anything were to go wrong. kind of like um, a plane, but like more advanced. And yeah, more. and what was interesting is during the Artemis 1 launch, um, I was listening and I heard that um, they, they did not have the launch escape tower activated. So if something were to go wrong, they just they weren't going to even attempt to uh, try to save Orion, which is interesting. I mean, obviously there's nobody was going to be on board, but it's just interesting. I don't know. I'm interested in why they did that because I mean, this is Orion is still cost millions of dollars. I mean, and it took a long. And time also, to be just assembled. to just you want to test the entire system together. You can't. Just yeah, not test certain components sure, of the system. I'm sure NASA knows what they're doing. I mean, obviously they've tested the launch abort system, um, the launch like, escape tower, but you have to test everything together. Do you think if they like put it up and then so like if they launched it or they did something like that and then they aborted the yeah you can uh, you I, should do you think that would be much smarter? I think they should at least just activate the launch abort t- tower just in case. Yeah, I well think just to test the system as a whole. Yeah, know? because. Even though, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I'm sure they know what they're doing, but that yeah. is that is interesting. Yeah. Um. So that's um Artemis one, which is going to happen shortly. Um. Then Artemis two, which is slated to launch in 2024, that is going Eesh. to have people on board. Um. And basically, what that's going to do, it's going to carry four astronauts. Um. And they're going to go in the Orion capsule, and they are going to basically do a lunar flyby of the Earth. Um, it's yeah. basically the same thing as Artemis one, but with humans and they're going to test, um, like the spacecraft's systems and carrying sure everything's okay. Like life support systems. All and of that then, stuff. um, then will they make the full mission? Yeah. So then like, Artemis three, which is basically slated mission. for slated for 2025. Yeah. Um, that's when they are going to send the first man and woman or the first next, next man and first woman to the, and the woman's color, right? Hers the man of color. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but we don't know. Yet. We don't know. Oh, we don't the know last shots. Okay, no, that's gonna be really cool. So stay tuned for that, guys. Three years. I'm yeah. sure we'll be making episodes. Online. Probably be a little longer than three years if I had to guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, so there's actually a lot of components that need to still happen before we can land on the moon because if you li- we've actually done an episode about the Artemis program before. Definitely, but yeah, we, we weren't talking about Artemis one and in stuff specific. like that. Um, I think we should. You should definitely check. That yeah. Out. So I mean. But We're like, kind of covering it here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so there's a bunch of different things that also need to happen before 2025. Um, first yeah. of all, uh, there is, in order for this to work, um, the, the program needs to have a lunar space station because the Orion capsule, it can't land on the moon. It's a capsule. It's for people to fly through space with. It doesn't land on anything except for the water in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, yeah. So... So are they gonna? How? Yeah. We so were, they're basically. The, we talked about this yeah. like bridge, kind of. So the so the space station that's gonna be orbiting the moon is gonna be called Gateway, and so how yeah. it's gonna work is the Orion capsule is gonna dock with Gateway while it's in um, the moon's orbit, and attached to Gateway is going to be a SpaceX Starship. Yeah. Um. And so, so basically, is the Starship the way home. No, they get uh, on no. the gateway. Sorry. So here's how it's gonna work. They take wait, wait, hold so on. So they're gonna they take Starship down to the moon. Yeah. So basically, Starship is their kind of jumper from the moon from, to the from, space no, station. From, from the gateway to the moon. yeah, from the gateway to the space yeah. from gateway to the moon. 
Um, so the astronauts are going to get off of the Orion capsule and onto this new Gateway space station that's orbiting the moon. And two of the astronauts are going to stay behind on Gateway, and two astronauts are going to get into the SpaceX Starship. And that would be starship, a heated rock, paper, scissor battle. <laughs> um, then the Starship is going to detach from the Lunar Gateway Station, and then it's going to descend onto the moon's surface. Yep. Um, and then the astronauts are probably going to stay on the moon for a little under a week. Yeah, which um, is really cool. So on the space station, and then they take Starship back up to Gateway. Yeah, so then the astronauts that are on the moon, they take Starship back up to Gateway, they get off Starship, they get back in the Orion capsule, everybody, the full crew, gets back in Orion. Go home. And they detach, and they head back. And then there will be a lot of people waiting for them. But the reason we were saying there's a lot of components, not only does everything have to be here from Gateway to Orion to all this, Starship has to be ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so not only at this point, not a big, only does a really big if. Not only does Gateway have to be ready. Uh, Gateway is uh, slated to. Uh, they're going to start launching segments in um, November 2024 uh, on the uh, Falcon Heavy rocket, I believe. So, yeah. Some of them have segments. Um, so not only does that have to be ready, but also Starship, Starship has to be ready. So, There's a special lunar version of Starship. It's not. Oh, okay. The regular version. But are they in construction of that? Not that I know of. But they're trying to work on their, their own, Martian yeah, Starship yeah. first. Uh, but Which obviously, NASA, NASA obviously paid them billions of dollars to Do um, help fund the Lunar Starship project. And so they're obviously working on that. And yeah. they need to have that ready in the next couple of years. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of ifs. Um, we're so hoping for 2025. I'm sure it will be a little bit later. But still, I'd say in the next delays are inevitable. six years, six, seven years, it should be there. Yeah. We should... So I think that's something. To look I mean, it's to. it's just so crazy that we managed to get to the moon while we were doing math on chalkboards. Yeah, and we the had the fact that that Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, um, what's his name, Michael Collins, yeah, the, the forgotten astronaut. The fact that they all got onto the moon. Is that the, Michael Collins didn't make it to the moon. Well, I mean, he was in the yeah, he, yeah I know, but like he Buzz was, Aldrin, they, they made it onto the moon. Yes, Earth. the fact that that actually happened in the late sixties, early seventies. That's, That's insane. Crazy. They didn't even like. The, if if you, you've watched the movie Hidden Figures, yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's kind of about that. It's super interesting. I they were doing math on chalkboards, like, like it's crazy. If you listen to one of our episodes, this is not necessarily about rockets, but we interviewed my grandpa, yeah, who grew up like he's a computer scientist. Um, anyway, he like in the early seventies. Google a picture of computers in the early seventies. Yeah, like they filled up rooms. So so this is absolutely insane that they did this and no no uh, it was more like early sixties yeah sure but the fact that they managed to do this and the fact that we've put so much time into doing this again mm-hmm. it, it's pretty impressive so yeah and Artemis is really or the moon is really just a stepping stone to Mars that's the eventual goal yeah. um and we're our goal is really to get a working lunar base on on the moon do um, you see an end goal or is there's no such thing. I don't know. I mean, what do you think short, Elon Musk? Short-term angles, what, obviously. Yeah, obviously. What do you think? Because Elon Musk is what fifty-one. Yeah. What's he, what does he want to accomplish before get to Mars? So that's it. And create a fully self-sustaining city on Mars. That's yeah. That so will that happen in the next forty-five years? I would hope so. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. 
So, so yeah, that's basically yeah. the Artemis One mission. Um, hopefully that the first launch happens soon and without a hitch. Yeah. So um, and let's see. Um, you yeah. guys definitely should. I know Blake will. Um, look into definitely this launch. watch the launch. It's it's gonna be cool. Hopefully yeah. Mark your calendars for September twenty seventh. And if it hopefully happen, it's not, we can maybe give back. you an update in our next episode. Yeah. All right. If we'll give you we'll give you some updates in our episodes. As but we like we we'll, we'll be talking about other stuff. Yeah. So um, should we get into trivia? Let's go. Okay, so for those who don't know, we do trivia at the end of every episode. It's five questions. Whoever gets the most right wins. If we, there's a tie, we go into extras. Um, so Blake normally asks the first question, but you want to go? Um, you want me to guess? Do you want me to go? I'll go first. Okay. Sure, sure. So what day of the week was I born on? Yeesh. I'm giving you, because you could do the math, technically. Yeah, but like. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Wednesday. Monday. Okay. That's Monday, a tough question, but sure, 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 sure. Gouda cheese is from where? Gouda? Um, Hint, it's in Europe. Belgium. Nether- Netherlands. Netherlands. Okay. That's a tough one. Mars ones okay. are very gettable. Okay. Had to give myself okay. one. Who is the prime minister of the UK? Right now? I, yeah, right now. I asked you this question like a couple months ago, but it changed. <laughs> I have no idea. Liz Truss. I would first female. I, mean, I believe it's the first female prime minister. Oh, I knew it was a female, actually. Who created Sherlock Holmes? You should get this one. You asked me this before. Oh, I have? Yeah. Well, who? I have no idea. Arthur Conan Doyle. Have you not read the books? No. They're so good. Okay. 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 Um, in what year was Queen Elizabeth coronated? Co- what? Coronated. Was, like... Crowned. Oh, she's been... What year held she died? 96. Um... 1958. 1953. I was close. Yeah. Okay. So, I have a YouTube channel, guys. Go check it out. I make... I make... <laughs> you can't look. Shout out to Iconic. Subscribe. Of course, he's shouting himself out on our podcast. Oh, for sure. Okay. How many subscribers do I have? Ooh, that's a good one. This is my answer, but I know you were hovering around like 250. I'm going to go 256. Five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Um. I'm looking for first name and last name. Of course you are. Who lost to Carlos Alcaraz? Someone sinner. No, Rudd. Carlos Rudd. In the in the U.S. Open final. Someone Rudd. Jasper Rudd. Jasper Rudd. No. Who? Casper Rude. Same thing, bro. <laughs> no. Rude and Rudd are the same thing. But okay, go. So, single game in the NBA, who has the most rebounds? I'm not looking for you to tell me the number, but hint, it's 55. Okay. Most rebounds, um, I'm going to go, oh, what was the guy's name? He was insane on defense uh, for the Chicago, for Are the you Bulls. you saying Dennis Rodman? Yeah, I got him. Uh, no. God. Um, sorry. Jack. Not even close. Will Chamberlain. Oh. 
Dennis Rodman was third. Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain have like the top three. Okay, spots. so if you get this, you win. Yeah. Wait, do you have how many questions? No, I have, have one more. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, who defeated Serena Williams in the U.S. Open? Oh my gosh, I watched that match the entire game, the entire time. She had blonde hair. No, she didn't. She had black hair. Black hair? What? Then I am going nowhere. Who? Tom Leonovich. Oh my god! I knew that. I knew that. Okay, if I get this, I won. What country has the most natural lakes? Most natural lakes. I mean, I'm not to go with the biggest country, Russia. Close, Canada. Canada. Okay. Overtime, baby. Here we go. Overtime. You wanna, You have to ask. Okay. True or false? Marrakesh is the capital of Morocco. True. False. Oh my god. Tabat. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, okay. Marrakesh is definitely <laughs> the most popular city. Okay. Okay. True or false? Tom Brady has the most passing yards in a single season in history. One of his years. <sighs> um. Dang, that's a tough one. Yes. No! Peyton Manning. I <clears throat> but luckily, he's close. Okay. Um, this one's easy. Uh, true or false? Ukraine is the largest country in Europe. Like, as far as? Like, size? Not, not population size. Like, square miles. Or square kilometers. <laughs> False. Yes. Do you know Germany? No. Russia. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's cold. I'm right though. True or false? Minions Rise of Gru has overtaken Avatar as the highest grossing film of all time. False. <laughs> Too easy. Okay. Another all right. Round. Another round of overtime. Okay, guys, overtime again, so I will ask another true or false okay. question. You want to go first, though? What is the capital of Nevada? Oh, are you going to keep giving me capitals? This is the first capital I've asked you. Oh, yeah. You're giving me capitals when we walk home. So. From what? School. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, I definitely know this. Um, um, sorry. Uh, let's see here. I, I know it's not Las Vegas. I think. Okay. But like. Five, four, no, no, stop, stop. You can't do it. Okay, well, we're losing listeners by the I, I really have. Okay, tell me. I just, Carson City. I just threw you Nevada. Okay, go. True or false? Matt Ryan has more passing yards than Justin Herbert this year. False. True? True. Bro. Okay, go. Okay. Um, what's the capital of Maryland? Annapolis. Correct. Who has the most rushing yards in the NFL this year so far through week one? Um, week one. Oh, I, I, mm. gosh, uh, it's not Austin Eckler. Definitely not. Um. <laughs> I'll even give you that. Uh, I'm going to go. Um, I know I'm probably. I 
bet it's like Joe Mixon or something like that. Or like, uh, I'm gonna go with Singletary. Devin's what? Yeah. Jonathan Taylor is in second. Saquon Barkley is in first. Dang it! I threw that so many times. Woo! Okay, thank you for listening. Sorry, oh I'm gosh, happy. Like blew our listeners' earbuds out. That's the plan, baby. All right, thank you for listening. See you guys in the next one.